0: Psalm chapter 96 is where I am. Oh Lord, uh, our God, how magnificent, how wonderful is your name above all else. We sang it, but above all else. uh, We want you to know that you are worthy, but we need to be convinced of it ourselves, that you are worthy, worthy of anything above and beyond anything that we could ever have in our hands would just be a toy compared to the greatness of who you are. So may we see that, and may we give you great worth today, we pray. In Jesus' name, all God's people would agree and say amen. 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 So on any given Saturday morning, you could get up and turn on your TV and, and turn on a show where someone has a rocking chair or a, a clock, and they, t- and they pull it out of their attic, may have been there for years, may have been given to them by grandma, and they p- threw a blanket over it, put it in the attic, then they bring it to a a road show and they get on TV with it and an appraiser tips that rocker over or handles that clock and says, you see that engraving and that's not in English, that's in German or French or that's something else. And so they begin to tell you the story behind what you're holding in your hand and you realize what you have in your hand is not something that's worth $20 or even $200. It may be worth several thousand dollars. It's actually a collector's item. And you walk out of there going, yeah, I'm, I'm really something. Because you were ready to put this thing to the curb earlier, only to realize it is quite valuable. It's, it's amazing, isn't it, whenever that happens? And, um, and it's the idea of what's the worth of something. That's what I want to talk with you about. I want you to wonder with me for a while at the worth of God himself. Um, Something that you thought was worth something, only to find out it's worth a whole lot more. It changes our value, not only of what we're looking at, but, but the priority and how we circle around it and how we think about it. Psalm chapter 96, I want to just break this down with you. And you can take some notes. I'm going to give you some notes later, but my notes don't matter. What matters is what God says to you in the moment. Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Get that. Sing. Sing to the Lord all the earth. This is for all the earth to sing. Right now you're saying, I'm not very musical. Well, that's what heaven is. So practice now. Say, well, I'm not very good. Then get around good people. Pray they cover for you that's okay and it doesn't say sing great sing beautifully no it is beautiful my children would sing to me as little kids they'd make up a song and sing to me and it was beautiful it didn't matter that the tune made sense or the words made sense. it didn't matter it was beautiful because it was my kids singing and that's the way the father is in heaven sing to the lord a new song sing to the lord all the earth this is for every people it doesn't matter where your station is in life you sing Sing to the Lord and praise his name. Why his name? Because his name are his attributes. He is the Jehovah God who provides. He's the Jehovah God who rescues. He's the Jehovah God. And it just it begins to explain who he is and what he has done. If you just read the Old Testament, you'll see that over and over again. So we praise his name and we proclaim his salvation because that's first and foremost. It doesn't really matter if we get food to eat, if we are not saved for eternity, it doesn't matter if we feed someone and if we don't give them Jesus, it only lasts for a day. So we praise him for his salvation. And we do that day after day. So we declare his glory and we do that among the nations. Some people ask us uh, 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 regularly, you know, we, we have work to do locally and that's true, we do. But we have the work to do among other nations. This is why we send people overseas and support efforts overseas why because jesus needs to be known there now here as well and we're responsible for here don't want to uh, misconstrue that but but overseas for certain as well among all the nations his marvelous deeds among all the peoples why because he is great verse four he is most worthy of praise there's our word worthy he is worthy of praise Get that? He is to be feared above all gods. And essentially, the psalmist is saying, I know you have other gods. <laughs> Do you get that? I know you have idols. They're in your closet. <clears throat> Just for a moment. Have you ever had your kids come home, or they're in high school or college, and they have an outfit, they're going to an event, and they say, I have this all, but I'm missing the shoe.' And you go, wait, wait, wait. I know I have, I have something. And you run down the hall, and you run to the back of your closet and you slam the door shut because you have 99 pair of shoes there. These will work. You just know if you could just get your hands on them, right? It's it's that kind of concept. He is worthy of praise. You, he, he has it. You just have to dig it out, dig it out, and and find it. You you find it. Ah, I have other idols. I know where they are. I just got to find them and make sure they are not over the supreme. That's really what idolatry is, is anything that comes in front of God himself. He knows you're going to enjoy things. He knows you're going to like things. It's okay to enjoy things and like things and even treasure them. Just don't treasure them more than God himself. That would be idolatry. So he says, for great is the Lord, most worthy of praise. He's to be feared above all gods. For the gods of the nations are idols. But the Lord God made the heavens. He's saying, everything that you have, I, I, I made that. I made that. I made that. Think about it. Next time you're in the Shenandoah, and by the way, the colors are turning, you should take a trip. Next time you're in the, in the Shenandoah, you pull off to the side. Don't take the picture while driving. Don't be driving taking the pictures. Have time to stop. Why is the guardrail so close? Because we almost took it out, you know. Pull over, take the moment, make that your worship moment. He made that. He made that. Keep reading. Splendor and majesty are before him. And you're not kidding to think that he did all this. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. That's where my strength will be found, is being close to him. And that word sanctuary is the set apartness. It is this holy spot. It's when I am holy to God. You want strength to sustain? It comes in holiness, it comes in drawing close to God. The scriptures say elsewhere draw close to God, draw near to him, and he will draw near to you. It's that simple. He wants you to be close. So we ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations. Ascribe, that means own up to it, admit to it, announce it. Don't keep it to your scroll. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Say it out loud. Ascribe to the Lord glory, do his name, bring an offering and come into his courts. In other words, don't come empty-handed. Come ready to offer something, to give something. Uh, occasionally we'll go to dinner, and I, 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 we get invited to dinner someplace, and I'm, just, I'm ready to go. And my, my wife will go, we can't just go. We have to bring something. Well, I, I don't know what, I'm bringing me. That's what they, they said, come. I'm coming. I'm the gift. No, you're not, you're not the gift. Trust me. If you only knew what my wife had to put up with. That, did, you, that moan was too real. I'm sorry. Uh, so, so she'll say, well, do they need a salad? I don't know. Do they need a dessert? We've got, we can't go. Anybody else, anybody else that way? You know, and if we can't get some kind of food item, oh, they said they have it all covered, you, we stop and get flowers. Anybody else doing that? Yeah. And it, that does really well. But at the entrance of our subdivision, they don't like it when I pick. But, but never mind. <laughs> Once in the eighth grade, always in the eighth grade. Ascribe to the Lord the glory to his name. Bring an offering. Don't come empty-handed. Come ready to give something to God. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. There it is again. Sanctuary earlier, holiness later. You draw close to God, he will purify. You're you having trouble with sin, recurring sin in your life. Draw closer to God. Don't focus on the sin Focus on enjoying God. The sin will take its smaller position when you realize it is, it's just nothing. It's just a toy compared to the glory of being with the Father. So then we, we tremble before him all the earth. It was A.W. Tozer, a great writer from a generation ago, put, who called worship the missing jewel. Isn't that cool? It's the missing jewel of the modern church. We're in a society that knows programming and and relationships, and those are all necessary, but But somehow worship, the worthiness of God, the awesomeness of God gets past us. David Jeremiah, uh, favorite radio pastor uh, of mine, has written it this way. We have churches that emphasize preaching, and churches that emphasize evangelism, and churches that emphasize uh, highlight body fellowship, but worship is the priority commandment of God. It's the priority commandment of God. It's what we do, one thing that we all do together is worship and you are called and i am called to love the lord your god with all that's within us so you see by way of basic definition this week i want to just establish this in the wonder of just basking in the wonder of him is that worship is the active not passive but active response to god it is announcing his worth it conjures up something in your head that this is about god it's not about me it's about our experience with God, our expression to God, our response in knowing that he is the Almighty. It is in no way passive. It is in no way, it is in no way that we are just watching this. It is very participative. We, we may have a Sunday where we gather for worship, but there may be also times during the week when you are in your moment worshiping God. The word itself is an old English word, by the way. The word worship is an old English word that was actually originally it was the word worth ship isn't that cool worth ship and that old english word would say about god he is worth it so he would be worth us bowing down to so the biblical terms if you were to just scan through them in psalm 96 we're to sing we're to declare we're to really announce it we're to be we're to fear him above all others get a hold of that in your heart we fear him that we ascribe, we give him credit. Anytime anybody gives us credit, we say, no, it wouldn't be for the grace of God, I couldn't do that. We bring an offering, we give something. We're not there to get something, we're there to give something. We tremble before him. We are well, well aware of his presence. About a year ago, Wanda and I had a day off together and we were able to uh, scoot out of town and go to a museum. This museum had a fine arts display that we wanted to see. It was an artist who was really good at his craft, great designer. And so we spent the day going through this museum, had a wonderful day. As we finished looking at that display, uh, we realized there's a sign uh, that said, oh, on another floor of this museum, there was a short-term temporary display of what are called Fabergé eggs. Now, if you don't know Fabergé eggs, um, that's okay. I'll give you the scoop but we immediately went. Fabergé eggs are eggs that were made in the late 1800s to early 1900s. These eggs are all over 100 years old. But these are not normal eggs. They're made of the finest materials known in the world. They dug them out of the ground. These are, these are, these are made of the finest stones and, and jewels, really, and then they're crafted, handcrafted. Each, each Fabergé egg is handcrafted and carved has carved gold around it not gold-like plating or covering, but actual gold, gold. And uh, all of this was done in Russia in the late 1800s. They say that there were maybe 69 of these eggs that were uh, developed over uh, (coughs) maybe a 30-year period of time. And now, here's the deal. At the time, Russia was run by czars, uh, high, heavy-handed commanders, and they... they, uh, the czars would commission these eggs to be made <coughs> excuse me and they would say this is for a gift and they would they would commission this person and pay a, a monster amount of money because this is a handcrafted jewel that would be huge you couldn't even wear it around your neck it actually had to sit on a table because it's an egg and um and it would take it would take weeks to months to build this thing and then they would put it together and then present it and then it would be given as a gift and then that would be given and it's, these things are priceless in a lot of ways. Now they've been able to find, I think, around fifty-five, fifty-six, fifty-seven of them, but forty-some for sure. Some of them they're not really sure, and some they just think are totally lost today. But the ones that they have, they they gathered and put on display. And and so when we went into the museum, we went in, and they had gutted this section of the museum for the Fabergé display. You have to understand all the All the walls were retreated. the carpet was all brand new lighting had all changed. The cases in which held the the eggs uh this particular egg is the one we actually i took that picture myself it, i in the case it, uh, all the lights come down, so when you walk in it, you be, you become part of this uh, in a human sort of a way the awesome moment they have they 've set the lighting, the mood, the air, everything about it. security of obviously of course is that way. So you can't do much. You're not moving fast. Everybody's moving slowly. It's soft speaking. Um, It is kind of a holy moment in a human way. It's an awesome moment. Now, understand too. Not only these eggs. These eggs. Some um, some estimates say each egg is worth two million dollars. The problem with it is, anytime they put them on the market, when before it even goes to sale, the price will jump. In a cluster of eggs, like a few years ago, a cluster of eggs of 10 eggs went on the market, and a guy from Russia bought them, all of them, for $100 million. $100 million. So in some ways, you can't even put a number on, because, and he would have gone higher if anybody else had bid. You understand? I, I, I need to be friends with that guy. But anyway, that's a lot of money, isn't it? I mean... And so, to think that these are priceless, they, they really are in a lot of ways, because there's no end to the bid that might happen with these eggs now to my surprise what happened was in the museum as well when they when they redecked the walls and refinished everything they knew people would be walking through they might get tired so they built in some niches into the walls of some cushioned benches and to my surprise what i found was people were right beside these eggs but they were doing other things sitting down at the benches i was astounded because four feet away from a priceless jewel is a kid playing a computer game. How could he be doing that? I, I don't know. But he learned well from what may have been his dad, who's responding to email. And he's like four feet away from some of the most expensive real estate in all of the world. Some of the most expensive jewelry, but there's a, but it's more than just expense in... It, get this, people, you have to get the context of the Fabergé egg because this is the late 1800s. This is the start of the, of the Industrial Revolution, uh, Revolution in the United States. This is the turning to 1900. We, we don't even have aircraft yet. Orville Will, Will Wright are still just inventing the airplane when these eggs are being built. And the czars are leading, and the czars are going down. These eggs, if they could talk, would tell you about the move of Russia to become a communist, socialistic country we know today as the Soviet Union then for years, where hundreds of millions of people would be under the arm, the strong arm of socialism, away from the czar. But understand the context of this. this is, these are the days of Lenin. Do you, under, you get this? So in some ways, it is priceless for its, for its materials. It's priceless for its craftsmanship, in in dollars and cents. It's priceless in the story it would tell because of the history that it has known. And sitting about four feet away is a kid playing a computer game. How could this be? How, How could it be that the adult, who should know better, is replying to office email? But then it occurred to me, we do that in worship we get close to this magnificent jewel, the awesomeness of God, and we opt to play a computer game or finish up connecting or make our list or whatever it is that we think is maybe more important or that we can somehow uh, multitask. And it goes in the face of Psalm 96 where we are to be taken in the worth of who he is he built the mountains it's majesty it's splendor it is awesome and we reduce it somehow to oh yeah yeah I've been there done that seen that oh I'll play my game again I say that to you to say and I'm not pointing a finger at any one of us I guess I'm pointing the finger at the whole world to say we don't Really know what are what are worship idols or what could go in the place of God? What could happen that would slip in somehow? And that may be where we need to jump to, because you see, worship is not just casual chatter, a take it or leave it attitude. It's not just a mumbling some prayers passively. Or watching other people sing while we stand there and wait for it to be over. Or we enjoy the song, but we don't really jump in on it. Or we listen to the prayer, but it doesn't become our prayer. We hear the words of the Lord, or we take the communion, but we, it's, it's kind of just going through the motions. And it's distant. It's more observing than it is participating. Um, let, let, me, let me move from that to another uh let 's just suppose today i 'm on a big frenzy for all of us to get into great shape, and so you know you're gonna, everybody's going to get on the you know get on the bus, and we're going get in great shape, Turkey trots in a week, and we all need to lose forty pounds and get in shape by Friday that 's going to happen so on the way home, you you decide well i 'm going to get in shape, so you stop at. Some old media store, and you pick up an exercise DVD, and right next to it is an ice cream parlor, so you pick up a half gallon of Rocky Road. <laughs> and you go home and you watch the DVD while you're eating Rocky Road ice cream, and you say, That DVD doesn't work. I didn't lose anything. I, and I saw most of it, except when my head was down inside the box. I missed little parts down at the bottom. Why doesn't it work? It's because you didn't participate with the video. You understand the difference? So, when the psalmist says, Come and sing a new song, he doesn't mean come and watch or come and, or, or whatever. It, fill in the blank. It means come and sing a new song and praise him and bring an offering and let your heart be broken over your idols. Recognize them. And we all have them. And they creep in, don't they? Um, I just—I wrote down some idols. You can get a few of your own. Consumerism, it's what's in it for me, kind of worship. I just saw that, I think one of the staffers just posted it last week. I didn't get much out of worship. Someone told Francis Chan, a pastor from the West Coast. I didn't get much out of worship. He said, good, because it wasn't about you. <laughs> it was about God. Yeah, have a nice day. <laughs> Only Francis could get away with that. Or pride, dethroning ourselves. And you have to do that repetitiously. You have to do that because, because we want to crawl back up on the throne. You get this? We want to be first. We, we want to be the best. We want to be. And pride will get in the way. We can easily fool, fool ourselves. We can fool ourselves into thinking that we're humble. I am so humble today. I was just telling people the other day about how humble I was. There's just something wrong with that. Or that we're in spectators, which I just talked about. that We watch worship, but we we watch it like observers from the outside. Or that there's some kind of tradition involved. It's not worship unless we do it this way, or unless we sing it this song. And you know, there are a lot of great songs. I love the doxology, for instance. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him above all creatures here below. I love that song, but we don't have to sing it every week. Some churches do. Great for them. Great for them. We don't. Good for us. It's okay. But you don't have to have the tradition. It doesn't. You see, because in fact, if you read the stories of Jesus when he's slamming people, sometimes it's mm, not some. Most of the time, not some, not most. Every time, it's your stinking tradition. You would opt for that rather than the reality of God. You'd rather have the and it's expectation. It's a stubbornness. I want it my way. And that's exactly what God is saying. No, I'm not going to do it that way. It's anything that gets in first place over God. Anything. That's the idol. It becomes, in the Old Testament, it becomes, just right down, the golden calf. Look it up this week. You call it out. Call it out for what it is. It's an idol. I want it. I want it this way. It's got to be that way or it isn't the real deal. Instead, what I want us to do is just be lost in the wonder of who he is. He declares his worth. And we, we say it all the time. Oh, he worships his money. Don't we do that? She worships her work. They worship their kids. And you know what? Whatever gets first place is what you worship. It's what you worship. In turn, when we turn to God and he becomes first, we realize Psalm 145. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. You can't get your head around it. Psalm 65, the whole earth is filled with awe of his wonders. Where morning dawns, the evening fades. You call for songs of joy. So, he is worthy. He is absolutely worthy. So we will sing it, we will say it, we will believe it in our hearts. And you know what, and there are moments, and we'll talk about this in the series later, there are moments when you don't believe it, And you have to say it, sing it, pray it until you do. And I'm going to come back to this because this is a cardinal sin of mine because I grew up in the church. And uh, I I sang I Love Jesus and down in my heart, I'm (laughs) going just sort of. Because I loved other stuff more. But I couldn't even be honest enough with myself. Do you get that? Be honest with yourself to actually mean the words. And you're saying, well, then I can't sing. No, no, you sing it and ask God to change your heart in it, and that's when you connect in worship. That's when you come to the living reality of who God is in your life. Well, I want to I close, but I don't want to close with prayer like I normally do. I'm going to close this morning by us reading Psalm 100 together. But we're not going to read it together um, and do it half-heartedly or anything else. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you a moment of silence, and you're going to read it to yourself Quietly, and you're going to practice reading it. And then you're going to pick your favorite verse in the, the passage. You reading it? Read it through. Oh, it's good. Shout for joy to the Lord. Worship the Lord. Giving you time just to read that. How many of you say, oh yeah, verse one's my favorite? Yeah, a couple of you. How many of you say verse two? Worship the Lord with gladness. Yep. Verse 3, how many of you are? Oh, oh, yeah. Know that the Lord is God. Verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. How many, how many in verse 5? Yep. Uh, okay, how many in verse 5? It, it has to be everybody else because you didn't do it in the first four. <laughs> you think I'm, I'm not counting heads, but I am. Now I want to read this together and I want us to read it like we're reading it for the first time but I want us to read it like we are the children of Israel and uh, we are God's people because that's what we are as believers in Jesus. We're not Israelis or Jewish or anything else close to that but we are God's people and so we're going to stand and we're going to say it together with faith. Let's stand together, shall we? Say it like you believe it, and if you don't, ask God, make me a believer even as I read. Together, shall we read? Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Psalm 100. Praise him, will you people? Thank the Lord.